Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Praise God. This is the Sower Seeds Podcast, and this is John Straza. Welcome today. Uh, we have a beautiful message for you. I want to call this one either hands off or hands off the wheel. The idea behind that is taking our hands off of our problems. We pray to God and we have a problem. Maybe we're having a health problem, a financial problem, something in the family, your community, your church, something. But we have a tendency, I think most of us do, I know I'm guilty of this. This is a message that's really for just everybody, I think. There's nobody who hasn't faced this idea. We, we give our problem to God, we pray, but somehow we pick it back up and we take it into our own hands. So what it means is to let go of your control, if you think you have control actually, but your control over the problem. Um, now, look, as always, God may have you play a role in the answer to your problem, but that's only more possible when you can let go of your control, when you give your cares to God. I know you probably remember the song, Jesus Take the Wheel, that Carrie Underwood did years ago. The idea is letting go and letting God drive the car, let him drive the ship, let him drive your life without you taking control all the time. And when we take control, we limit God. Um, I heard a minister talking once and he had a little boy and he was going shopping and they, they ended up at one of these very heavy doors. And the little boy ran up, he was only about seven or so, ran up to the door and he just couldn't pull it open. It was too big. And then he even, you know, it was a door that he had to pull towards himself to get it open, but he even put his foot on the door and he was just struggling with this thing. And he looked up to his father and he wouldn't let go of the handles of the door. And his father said to him, if you don't let go of the handle, I can't open the door or I might hurt you. And the Lord spoke to the father and said, yes, and that's the very same thing I've been trying to tell you. We have to let go. And when we've got our hands on the door, so to speak, like this little boy, and we're just struggling and we won't let go, and we're looking to God like, where are you? How come you're not helping me? Sometimes we have to let go. And if we don't, we may actually limit God's ability to help us because we are just taking too much control. We're not letting go. This doesn't mean that we just let go and go lay down somewhere and forget about everything. It's really saying to trust God for his way of doing something. We ask him to help us, let's say, in your finances or in your health. And you put it to God and you say, Lord, help me. And Lord, I'm, I'm trusting in your word. And you just kind of lay it on the altar. But then you go pick it back up because you're trying to figure out, well, how is he going to do it? And it's, it's that right there that causes such a stumbling block in, in Christians' lives. They live um, a difficult life because they don't know how to trust God. So I want to look at some verses. I have quite a few here. This is more of a teaching today. And I really love this first one that I'm going into here. Psalm 131 is a beautiful psalm. The Lord gave it to me years ago. And as I'm looking at it now, I see that so much growth has happened since then. 
And I understand better now why he put this psalm in my life. Um, I'll just read it. It's only three verses. It says this, My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. And then he he sums it all up in verse 3 by saying, Israel, meaning people of God, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. It's, It's a beautiful verse. And the King James is a little bit different where I'll read the first verse. It says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. I do not exercise myself in great matters or things too high for me. And then he goes on to say that he's quieted himself like a weaned child. And what he's saying in this first verse is really important. He's saying, Lord, I'm not going to try to concern myself with matters that are too great for me. You know what's too great for us? The question of how is God going to do all this for me, whatever it is in your life. You know, there's a big mess. Something's got to get cleaned up. And you can't see how, but God can. And David was a person who knew great victory. And this was one of the secrets of his heart. He knew exactly how to look to God and let God do his thing. He took his hands off the problem. He took his hands off the wheel. He didn't decide how God was going to help him overcome a nation that was coming against him or, or to deal with his people. God did that in him, and he learned the lesson as a king to let go and let God. We say that, we sing it, but we find it difficult to do. So there's another beautiful scripture here that we all seem to know. It's 1 Peter 5, and it's verses 6 and 7, and it says this, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in proper time. And look at this, verse 7. This is the one. Casting all your anxiety or care on him, because he cares for you. Let me read it again. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares and anxiety on him, because... He cares for you. So this verse is saying, cast or throw. That's what it means. All of your anxieties, all of your cares, the weight, your problems, the issue at hand, on him. And it says here, because he cares for you. That's why we do it. Another version says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. So in other words, again, hands off. Hands off the problem. This means to let go of your control over your problem. And, you know, some people find that difficult because maybe they were the ones who caused their own problems. So they feel guilty and they say, well, you know, I got myself into this mess. I got to get myself out. Well, you may not be able to get yourself out. And maybe God has a better way to get you out of your self-made problem. Or maybe something happened has nothing to do with your doing. You are not responsible for it. Or something maybe came into your life that was difficult. Some set of circumstances that just looks impossible. Believe me, brothers and sisters, when I say the faster path to victory would be to put it in God's hands and leave it in God's hands. You know, we can do this if we believe that God is good. 
That's an important element here, to believe that he wants to help you. He does. Even if you got yourself into the problem, he can work that problem out for the good, turn it all around and fix it. The Lord is looking for people who would trust him. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for people who are willing to let go and believe him. And if he says, don't do anything, don't do anything. If he says to do something, then do. The, the point is not what you do or don't do, but that you follow him, that you look to him. When you hand your problem, your financial problem to him, let him be a father to you and fix the problem. You see, so this is all about taking your hands of control off your life and really that should be in, in every aspect of your life. We don't control our life like that. We give our day to God. We give our life to God. And it's just a, a place where we come from. Look at this beautiful verse in Matthew. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus is talking here. And, and, and this is another way to look at this. He's saying, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you bearing the weight of a problem that you can't fix? Is God not your dad? Is he not your father? Is he also not your friend? Is he not your helper? And here Jesus is saying, come to me. This is powerful. All you who labor and are heavy laden. That sounds like toil. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And, and in a way, that's his word. When he says, take my yoke, he's really saying, join with me and we together. It's a team thing. And learn of me. For I am, look at this, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you want to see the problem in your life, the issue in your life, whatever it is, solved. The quicker you put it in God's hands and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this and I'm going to look to you at every minute to see how you guide me and direct me. I'm going to trust that you have a way and I'm going to wait on you. That's a far better place to be than just taking control and trying to figure it all out on your own. Trust in him. In 2 Chronicles, there's a story here that talks about Judah being invaded. Jehoshaphat was king, and he gathered all the people when this happened, and they prayed to God. And I want you to see how the Lord answered them. This is, this is interesting, and this is really important. So Jehoshaphat and his people had gathered the people. They prayed, and it says in verse 15, Then in the midst of the assembly, when all these people were gathered, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. And he said, listen, you know, this is the Spirit of God talking to all the people and Jehoshaphat and everybody of the land in Judah. Listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he tells him to do something. He said, tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them 
at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeruel. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Now you see, here's a case where these people and their king went to the Lord. Their their nation had been invaded by strangers and dangerous people, and they were afraid, and they went to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to them and told them what to do and what not to do. He basically said, go out and stand there. You don't have to fight this battle. I'm going to fight this battle for you. In verse 15, he says, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, this great problem. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he tells them to go against them and he tells them where they're going to be and tells them where to stand. And he says, you will not, verse 17, you will not fight in this battle. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. That means stand. Position yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Talk about letting go. Hands off. And he's saying, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out and face them, yes, but stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And he's saying, for the Lord is with you. Now that's an amazing situation there. This is a king and his people. And the Lord was telling them not to be afraid, to let go, hands off the problem. Go and do as I say, stand there and watch what I do for you. And if you read the rest of that, you will see that the Lord gave them victory. Look at Philippians. Here's another example. This is a well-known verse, and it really hits home. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. The King James says, be careful for nothing. It means take no care. This version, the New American Standard says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, look at this, let your requests be made known to God. Now, before I read the rest, if we make a request to somebody and we place it in their hands, and then we go and take it right back out of their hands, isn't that an unusual thing to do? But we do it all the time. We put our hands right back on it and we take it back. We don't know how to let it go. But this is saying, be anxious for nothing. That's a tall order. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. That thanksgiving says, thank you. I know you're going to take care of this. I believe you, Father, because I know that you're good and I know you want the best for me. So I'm going to thank you right now as I, as I make this request and put this problem in your hands. I'm going to thank you. It says, make your request known to God with the thanksgiving. And then look at this. In verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension or understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That word surpasses means it goes beyond your comprehension. It's a peace of God that's basically saying you don't even understand how you could have the peace because it goes beyond what you can see. In the natural world, you've got this big problem in front of you, and here you've taken this problem, you've put it in God's hands, you've prayed, 
You've thanked him for taking this problem out of your hands, and then you have this peace that the world doesn't understand. You have a peace knowing that God is going to do something for you. You just know it. When you were a little kid, you had a big problem. You told your mother or your father, and you just had this peace because you know they were going to do something about it. And this is the same thing, but only greater. The thing is, we have to have a hands-off approach. Hands-off, let go. God, take the wheel. God, take my life. God, take the helm. This is an amazing verse when you think about it. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, all comprehension, will guard your hearts. That is very powerful. This is a verse you should meditate on. You should take this verse and just meditate it. It's saying it will guard your hearts. This peace of God in your minds will be protected and guarded in Christ Jesus. It's really awesome. In another verse, I wanted to look at Psalm 24. And this verse is very simple. I'll I'll get to it quickly. And it simply says, Psalm 24, verse 7 says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and, and be lifted up, you ancient doors. He's just saying, let the king of glory come in. You've got this problem, whatever it is. Let the king of glory come in your life. And and verse 8 says, who is this king of glory? And the answer is this, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. If the Lord is strong and mighty and mighty in battle, why not let him fix this problem? Why put your hands back on it? And again, you know, I'm not pointing the finger. We all do this. Kind of depends on the problem. Some things we're good at letting God deal with. We've learned our lesson. Other things, we just struggle because we want to know, how is this going to work out? I think that's one of the bigger problems. How is this going to work out? But here, Psalm 24 is just simply saying, lift up your heads, O gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Let him come in and fix this. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Just like he was when he spoke to the people of Judah and and the king, Jehoshaphat. He was saying, this battle is not yours. I'm going to fight this battle for you. And I wanted to say a word about prayer, especially when we get worried. Jesus spoke about prayer many times. And this verse just came to me to bring this up as just an encouragement to stay simple and not get worried or anxious. And this is a a prayer in faith. We pray in faith. You know, the verse that we read before, it says to be anxious for nothing in Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And in doing so, the peace of God, which surpasses your understanding of things and your comprehension of things, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Look at what Jesus says about prayer in Matthew 6 and 6. And he's, he's saying to his disciples, this is how you will pray. He said, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you've shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And look at verse 7. This is what I want to focus on. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. 
So he continues in verse 8 saying, Therefore do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. He is fully aware. And, I, and I'm saying this to encourage you because over the years and the decades, the one thing that stands out that I've, I have learned is that when I came to God with a simple, straightforward, honest prayer, without a bunch of repetitions, like please, 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 as if somehow that was going to make a difference. He's saying here in verse 7, for they think they will be heard, that God's going to hear them because of their many words, their repetitions. He said in verse 7, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. And it's God's way of encouraging us. Talk to him. You wouldn't go to anyone else and repeat yourself 15 times. You don't need to. God heard you the first time. And as what he's saying here, he already knew what you were going to say before you got there. So don't get in the habit of this kind of religious overtone of just repeating yourself over because all that's really showing God and really you, if you look at it, is that you're still full of anxiety. And you know, you can go to God and say, Lord, I am full of anxiety. And I don't want to be. I want to let go of my anxiety. And I want to trust you. And this is why I want to go right back to the very first verse that we read. I love this in Psalm 31. He's, he's, this is really deep. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. This is a simple way of saying everything I just said. All these verses we read, it's right here. David was saying, Lord, I, I'm not proud. I don't want to try to figure out all the details. I can't. It's too wonderful for me. My eyes are not going to look into these great matters that are too high for me. Instead, I'm going to calm myself and quiet myself like a, a weaned child. A child that is weaned is a child that used to just cry for milk and cry for attention and just cry, 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 cry. But weaned, they become content. They're calm and they're content. And it was David's picture of just saying, as he did in verse 3, Israel, people of God, put your hope in the Lord. Rest there. And he's saying both now and forevermore. This is a very deep statement. Simple, but very deep. And it's where I'm going to leave it today. This is about going to God with the things that concern you, the things that weigh you down, the things that have you laboring, the things that make you heavy. And when Jesus says, come to me, come to me, give it to me, learn of me, you know, so many times we just don't believe that God is good enough to want to help us. I'm here to tell you today, he is. He wants to help you no matter what that problem is, no matter why it happened, how it happened. He cares. He doesn't want you walking around with a thousand pounds of weight on your shoulder trying to figure it out. 
He can figure it out. He has a way. Trust in him. Come to him. Like, it's, like he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Israel, hope in the Lord from today and forevermore, both now and forevermore. This is where I'm going to leave it today, brothers and sisters. The Lord is, is just so good. I love these verses. Let go, hands off, hands off the wheel. Let go of the control of your problem and let God take it from there because he's a good God and he's going to direct you what to do or not to do. Just stay sensitive to him. This is a process of learning. Stay sensitive to him and he'll guide you. Trust in the Lord in all your ways and lean not unto your own understanding. Let him guide you. So there you go, brothers and sisters. That's it for today. I hope this has been a blessing for you. Grab these scriptures and look at them and study and linger a while. Linger in God's presence a while. Don't just go running off now that you've heard this. Linger in God's presence. Don't be quick to run away from his presence. Stay right here and and just be before him all by yourself or with your family or friends or whoever you're with and just stay in his presence for a bit and let God bless you. In all you're getting, get understanding. That's, that's what the scripture says. So we thank you for being with us today and we pray that the Lord will bless you in all things and we will look forward to seeing you next week.